Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken. And my name is Deborah Moore, and we are your hosts. So today, we have our special guest is Marilyn Boucher, who is one of our sisters. Our sister! Yay! Yay. <laughs> so there's not like a really long story as far as like how we know each other. We're sisters. <laughs> Debbie met her out of the womb. <laughs> Just weird. Funny All right, but uh, so Marilyn Boucher, and she is married. She has two kids, 13 year old and 11. And she is the Mountain Mama co founder. Fun fact about Marilyn that she said is that as a teenage girl, she had a poster hanging up above her bed that was of a hunky Kermit the Frog in Calvin Klein underwear. And I remember that poster. You <laughs> it was big and black and white. Great. <laughs> Very awesome. Yes, and it was close to your Marilyn Monroe picture where it was also where she was working out. <laughs> so, that. Love it, love it. All right, so that being said, she has some fun stories that she wanted to share. So this first story is going to be from when you were in Arizona. So this is one of my kids' favorite stories. They only heard it just recently. It's both one of my kids' favorite stories and also a story you would never tell your parents. Um, <laughs> and in, I was in college, probably 20 years old, and I started up a nonprofit um, called Alternative Spring Break where students would go for their spring break to Mexico, and the plan was to build a boys and girls club in this, in this impoverished, you know, it's called, impoverished town. It's called Fatima in Mexico, where my heart still resides. <laughs> so exciting, and we're going to take all these college students down um, and it, the trip there was not at all what we had anticipated a quick drive to Mexico to be. Um, we arrived in Flagstaff to find out that my good roommate, who knew better, had forgotten to bring her visa to cross the border. Oh, no. This one essential thing <laughs> that made the veins stick out and pop out of um, our organizers head and neck and so who is going to go with her all the way back to Cedar from Flagstaff to go and get her visa but her roommate who was in charge of the group um, and then plus a couple of lackeys that came along with us for safety. <laughs> <laughs> so we head back to get her all-important visa um, and the closest halfway point, luckily we got roommates who could bring the, bring the visa, the closest halfway point was an unfortunate town of Colorado City. Which, if you know Colorado City, it is not a city in Colorado. It is uh, on the border of Utah and Arizona, and it is a polygamist town. Mm -hmm. I know, I have a neighbor who is awesome. She's from there. <laughs> I just met her. I am very wary of polygamous towns, 
because um, that year at college, I was not only stalked by, but proposed to against my will and desire, and I had shown no interest in a polygamist man, but like a grizzly bearded 50 year old mm. guy. In fact, to the point that I had to get a restraining order on him and security, campus security to walk me to class because of this guy. So I wasn't happy that the, the meeting point for the visa was Colorado City, but here we were. Um, I had to drive up, I, I drove a stick shift rabbit V-dub um, that somebody had to the meeting point and we were waiting and waiting and waiting for this visa from our roommates to come ha and meet us halfway. Where was that coming? Like, who was bringing um, it down? It was two of my roommates, and they were up in Cedar City. Okay, so they had the visa from the apartment. They were driving it down, and that was your... Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And the hope was we would quickly get it, and then we would drive back, and the party would... Or the rest of our group would then be in Phoenix, but we would drive back, you know, in the middle of the night, get it, and then the whole group would leave at 6 a.m. and head out to Mexico. Unfortunately, we're stuck there, and they're not answering their cell phones, and so we go into this polygamist clothing store to use their phone and call. Mm -hmm. And we walk in, and it is filled with, you know, bouffant braid hair and, um, you know, denim-clad ladies. And I'm scanning their faces for Valerie. Valerie was the girl sitting next to me in class with Crazy Stalker Guy. Uh-huh. And Valerie, the difference between her and me is she said yes. Oh, okay. And my mind just went there. Um, and I, she wasn't there in the room. But I did later see Valerie on the Oprah show <laughs> because she was there speaking in favor of um, polygamy and it turns out her twin sister was one of this guy's other wives. Oh, okay. So really solidifying the... Uh, the, um, the family stuff. The sister wives <laughs> term there. But anyway, so she wasn't there. But I was creeped out and nervous to be there, obviously. So these women didn't help us and didn't offer us a phone. And we very much felt rebuffed. Like, we, we did not belong here and we need to go. Um, but they pointed us to a gas station. Gas stations! Those are an easy place for anybody to walk in and out of and get what they want and just, you know, c community in general are welcome. Not here. We, the doors open and we walk in and it is a bunch of these men on bar stools and we just feel, I don't know, it, it's it, the palpable uncomfortableness in the room and I was starving and I really wanted to get a Snickers but I felt like we were solid outsiders and the Snickers was not up uh, for grabs it like was not even an option <laughs> and we needed to use the phone and the lady just looked at us there was one woman and then a, a, a row of barstool men and she just looked at us and kind of sh not shook her head and I'm just like, I am so uncomfortable in this situation uh -huh. and I don't want to be here. And we walk outside and wonderfully, after hours and hours of waiting, wonderfully the minute we walked outside of this um, gas station of polygamist men, 
there pulls up with the roommates <laughs> oh, right. with the visa in hand and we can continue our journey. Mm-hmm. Which got worse. <laughs> and that's when the adventure so, began. I, yeah, I part of you wish that that was all that happened and I can't believe that that was not where the craziness ended. Um, so I start to drive the car down and we're meeting people in Phoenix and we've got everything we need and it's wonderful. And we enter this twisty, windy, ice-covered, snow-laden canyon. And I'm not familiar with this area at all to drive in. And again, we're in this little stick shift rabbit. And um, two people in our group, there's Anna, my roommate, myself, and then two others in our group asleep in the back seat. Um, that we'll discuss in a minute, but we are, we're cruising down this scary, freaky deaky road and trying to navigate it with no GPS, no, you know, Google Maps options, nothing. Just like normal map is all the tech, tech that we've got. Mm-hmm. Just map. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> and I'm driving through this canyon and this huge white diesel truck starts to move up into me, up into the lane. And I'm sitting there between a red rock um, nice. like cliff, but not one that you go down, like like a cliff just where I would get slammed so into. So like a cliff face, okay. And the diesel. And he is just like fishtailing. And we're talking like dark, no lights, uh-huh. like barely a highway. And he's fishtailing and getting, and and I'm looking at it, and I have to make a split-second decision between being smashed against the cliff face or being smashed into, but really, his, it's so, his diesel is so high up, I'm I'm sitting there wondering, is he going to smash me into the cliff face, or is my little rabbit going to actually go (laughs) under his, under the diesel and be lodged eternally under there? Like those adventures, yeah, yeah. Like like you see on the cartoons or something where it's like, "Ah." Oh, yikes. <laughs> it was scary, scary. And the car was a low car. So I make the decision to to go onto the shoulder, which seems safe and wonderful because you can just slide straight, no big deal, onto a shoulder, and you're back onto the highway easy breezy. Except for this was, if you remember, a windy, icy road with a cliff yeah. face next to it. And so as I choose select the shoulder option rather than the slammed by him option... I realize that I can't stop this car. Uh huh. Everyone else is asleep. I can't stop this car, and it doesn't have all wheel. It doesn't have um, autom- brakes. Yeah. Automatic. Automatic brakes. brakes. Uh-huh. Um, and so I begin to like pump the brakes furiously, like you do on an old school car, yeah. knowing that the physics of this is not looking good, <laughs> oh. and seeing that in front of me is not just the cliff face, but a boulder before that, and that's where I'm careening toward. Naturally. One that's maybe the size of this little ghetto rabbit car that I am in, like the equal size of it. So, alone in this moment until the car ka-chunks into a ditch that the, um, the bounce of it wakes up everyone in the car to everyone hearing me go like, you know, under my breath, profanities, and like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. As we careen toward this boulder, and again, pumping the brakes and physics 
and we're all watching and, and seeing and knowing what's about to happen and bracing our bodies and we stop just before this over. and there is no rhyme or reason to the stop where we were like I said mm-hmm. it no that shouldn't have been wow and we just where everyone was holding their breaths still in the car and looking around and not believing so we're alive and that's great and we didn't get sandwiched we're not the cookie cream filling of a sandwich. <laughs> and probably against the cliff. Probably only one or two people peed their pants. So you're right. <laughs> Nobody yeah, hopefully I'm sure there the probably back was seat was wet. <laughs> oh, scary, scary. And I mean we survived from being polygamist wives. But here we are and so we get out of the car and there's a guy with us, Mike Wasden. Um, and this other gal, Julianne Smith. Now, Julianne Smith is probably top three charisma women I've met in my life. You want to be around her. Um, but none of us, all four of us, I would not describe a single one of us as having strength or <laughs> muscle power. Especially 22. <laughs> And although this, albeit that this is a light vehicle, we cannot shove it out of this ditch. Mm-hmm. And it is now dark. And it is now dumping snow. Mm-hmm. And we cannot get this car out. And I, I, I even pulled out the sneaky, get the floor mats and stick them under the tires. And I'm so smart. Nothing. We cannot physically push this. How is it? Mm-hmm. This four of us. But it, it genuinely, like, it wasn't happening. And so, no worries. Kindness of strangers. So, we, you know, and we have cute, gentle faces. So, we walk out to the side of the road. And we see, like, minivan mom driving by. And we wave. And she doesn't make eye contact and zooms. And we see, oh, like. She's like, scary college kids. Keep driving. Right? We see dad with two children. And we smile our biggest smiles and wave. And he zooms on by. No eye contact. Mm. And it is dark and it is snowing. And now maybe 45 minutes have passed and nobody else has driven by. Yeah. This is an isolated road. It was, it's starting to occur to me that it was not the most direct path to Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) Then comes the next vehicle and we are we are at this point like flailing our bodies but we don't not too much because you don't want to get you know completely squashed pancake style Mm -hmm. so the next vehicle comes by and lo and behold it pulls over miracle of miracles but it's a rowdy it's noisy it's rambunctious it's like a barrel full of monkeys this vehicle (laughs) that stops for us but we don't even care. Like we don't even. We're just overjoyed that a human being, and out comes out of the barrel of monkeys clown car um, comes all of these guys, and they are singing <laughs> and they are just <laughs> like having a good time. Obviously not sober, <laughs> and uh, they come over to the car and it's um, it's a bunch of. Um, yeah, it's a bunch of just rowdy guys, um, singing in Spanish, they're Spanish, and, um, 
but who cares? They are more muscle than our little <laughs> dinky selves are, so who cares? So they come up behind, and they start to push the car, and push the car, and nothing. Oh, even What? How is this? What? There's four of them. Uh-huh. And four of us, and we are pushing this cart, and we can't get it out of this ditch. Like, yeah. it's unfathomable to me, and we're pushing and pushing, and I'm, you know, like, things are starting to get very small, and I'm getting concerned. <laughs> and they're like, no problem, no problem, no worries, no worries, no worries. We've got our buddies just behind us. Like, we all just finished, you know, a week of work, and we're celebrating, and these guys are, they're just, like, right there, right behind us. Okay, great. And sure enough... Here pulls up another barrel of monkeys van and another, I remember it was a white truck with guys actively in the back of the truck. This is a snowstorm. Rolling around in the truck. I love it. And as they roll up and the, the guy, the other guys who'd help, they're like, hooray, they're here, we're all excited. I love um, that energy. Not only are they rolling around in the back of the truck, but they are shooting guns into the air as you do when you're rolling around in the snow and I have a moment where I remember my sister Emily had a friend in theater who had a glass eye oh Tim yes and Tim had a glass eye because of a stray bullet in West Valley and I notice that my eyelids turned down to the ground and then I do a side glance at my friend, Anna. And I do a side glance <laughs> at my friend, Julianne. Like, this is how we die. <laughs> this is it. And in that moment of horror, and I don't speak Spanish. I'm not stopping them. In that moment of horror, I suddenly get this blanket of calm. And the chaos doesn't stop. Yeah. The guns are still ablazing. I'm talking multiple guns ablazing. And again, we're against that cliff face. So where are those bullets going? Not a meadow. And they all rally, rally, rally. And they go to push it and push it. And then they start to chant what has become a mantra, not just for me, but everyone who was later a part of that um, spring break trip in Mexico, and I'll tell you why. They start to chant, Si se puede. Si se puede. Si se puede. And they're pushing it, and they're pushing it, and they're pushing it. And it's starting to get traction, and it's starting to come out. And I'm the person in the uh, passenger or the driver's seat, because I was the driver, you know, tr cranking the gears and getting it going. And it's, and it's, and they just keep chanting, si se puede, si se, which if you know means, yes, we can. Yes, yes. we can. <laughs> and what an awesome yeah. thing of all that we have survived yeah. at this point. Oh. Yes, we can. Yeah. Oh. So they push and they push it. And we oh. still don't completely get it out. We still <laughs> don't completely get the car. It is still stuck. And we're looking around, and it's like, how does all this manpower and all these people and this light, and, and, and we are just lodged. Like, there's rocks and snow. We're just lodged. So up comes, choo, woo, woo, bright flashing lights, 
And I don't know Spanish, but I think there were swears. <laughs> as they realize they're all stone drunk, and they're and they've all got firearms a baron, and oh. we'll circle back to this friend Julianne, my most charismatic friend, right? Mm-hmm. She is a fresh-faced Mormon who's just gotten off of the mission, <laughs> and she has just and she spoke Spanish. Awesome. And she immediately zooms to the side of that officer and puts on her southern bell. Uh-huh. And officer, these noble men who have come to our rescue oh. and salvation <laughs> have done nothing but wondrousness for our lives. And turn a blind eye because they are truly knights in shining armor. And this police officer falls under the spell that everyone does of Julianne Smith. Oh, that's so good. Like chill. And and he's yeah he takes a step back and he he takes his um his uh, patrol car with the big old grill on the front mm-hmm. and with everybody pushing and ka-chunks the rabbit. <laughs> like just the, rams, like he rams, rams it? The, yeah, car? rams the back oh. of this car. I can't remember who it belongs to. Not, not me! <laughs> not me! Ka-chunk rams this car and badoosh, you know, it pops out of whatever like hellhole it was stuck into <laughs> and back onto, bounces back onto the road and suddenly we are free and suddenly and the the patrolman is is waving everyone to freedom like you would not ever expect in the situation knowing the statistics and seeing it all on paper and they and we we start to drive down this road in utter silence because we can't believe we're alive yeah and not shot in the chest by stray bullets but we can't believe that we just experienced what we just experienced I mean, that's until, <laughs> until yeah. one of us starts to say, quietly chant, see, say, puede. Oh. And, we, and then laughter just erupts <laughs> in the car. And then we all start to chant, see, say, puede. See, say, puede. See, say, puede. So the adventure continues to Mexico, but ends, I'll end it here, that... We stood in front of the Boys and Girls Club on a big black, a big brick wall, empty canvas, and the, the, the Christian owner and wondrous man of this Boys and Girls Club that we were building points to this wall and he says, what can be on this mural? Paint me a mural that will uplift these children and help them feel Whatever. They could rise above. And Anna looks at me and she just says, <laughs> Si se puede. And so we all, we do, we, so it becomes the thing for this alternative spring break. And we paint it and there's butterflies and rainbows and fish and wondrousness. And I start to think, and I start to talk to these children and bond with these little children. And they tell me mm. their fathers work in Arizona. And you're just thinking of these sweet men who helped. And I think it gave me such an appreciation that these wonderful children that we in, I invested so much into 
that whole year and that we physically invested in and monetarily so many people in Cedar City invested in that I also not only got to spend time with them but with their fathers yeah oh, oh. oh it's so beautiful oh, oh my goodness oh, I can't you. top that and I've never heard that story before and that is just beautiful Mary thank you I so mean much. the takeaway is yes we can <clears throat> yeah see whatever it is, it is. Whatever yep. it is, whatever relationship, whatever problem that we're facing, yes, we can. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. We, yes, we can. And you never know who's going to be the person who helps as well. I think that also is really key, like you said. So, oh, yeah. <sighs> chills, so chills. So many chills. I Thanks love for coming, it. Marilyn. Yes. We're so grateful to have you here and share your stories. And yes. And, yeah, and, yeah. and like I said, and every, yeah, and wonderful listeners thinking of how you can take that, 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 Si se puede into your own life. Yes, you can. Um, hopefully you're feeling those same chills that we are feeling here. And But yeah, that is it for today's adventure. Join us next time. And remember, <laughs> a woman's place is in the mountains. Thank you again. <laughs> Yay, love you guys.